There is a restaurant that you need to know about. They have delicious food. They've got a fantastic beer menu. They just remodeled, so there's more seating. And there's a sweet bike shop right next door. Do you know where I'm talking about? Uh, I choose A, the handlebar final answer. For $1 million, that is correct. Yes! So, you are now a millionaire. I feel like you should take me to a victory dinner at said restaurant. I think I could eat there three meals a day for the rest of my life and still have plenty of money because they have affordable prices as well. Speaking of which, they have a happy hour, seven days a week. Makes it even more affordable. Two to 6 p.m., you get any of their draft beers for a dollar off. Again, that is seven days a week at the handlebar. That is a great friggin' deal. Absolutely. They've got a rotating draft beer selection that will knock your socks off. Mm -hmm. Go try some of their new menu items. Get a burger, get some fries, get some beers. Tell me how it is because... I know you're going to say it's awesome. Once again, that's The Handlebar here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. Please go check them out. They're a great local business, and they support this podcast. Why don't we begin? This... It's Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. If you've never joined us, this is a podcast about craft beer and film. If you have joined us, welcome it's back. Still about the same thing. Yep, it hasn't changed. Welcome again. Hello, this. my name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. We are your hosts that will be guiding you through this evening's or morning's or afternoon's experience. So thank you for letting us steer your life for like just know, a little while. I'd like to know what time people listen to this show. I actually would too. I'm a I'm a when I listen to podcasts, I'm usually a morning podcast kind of guy. Okay. Um. Or, well, or not. It depends. I driving or morning. See, I have certain podcasts that I listen to in the morning, and I have certain podcasts that I listen to in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with first up, first thing in the morning. Up first. Up first. We've done this. It's a great. <laughs> I do that just a minute. Can you really me. not? Because I do that in the shower. Uh, I can. I like to have a solid cup of coffee and mm-hmm. at least an hour awake mm-hmm. before I listen to that podcast or else it just gets me so angry. Oh, that's fair. There's the just news. Yeah. Like general. I need to be really just with it mm-hmm. before I get news. Yeah. I Speaking of angry moments, I had a bit of an angry moment about a week ago. Yeah? Yes. I went on a bike ride okay. and it was raining. You know, I've been cycling this month. Yeah. Look around when we were doing the last episode. Correct. You were telling me about that. Yes. I went on a bike ride in the morning. I took a day off the day before because it was it was Sunday and I had a busy day with the album I've been working on. Boom. Sure. Check and check. We got those. Bam. Um, and it's raining. And I rode in the rain once prior to that ride and my shoes and feet got very wet. So this time around, I thought maybe what I'll do is put on my socks and then put plastic bags from the grocery store over my socks, tuck those up into my tight legging pants, and then put those in my shoes. That way, my shoes are like, but my feet will remain dry. That plan worked really well for about 45 minutes. That's actually pretty good, though. Pretty good. That's I like your, your odds there. The downs, I went on about an hour and a half ride. Okay. So the downside is once it rained, it poured into my socks. I don't know how the water got in, but about an hour in, there were it was like my socks were made of water. Nice. Water had gotten into the bags and kept it there. It felt like maybe my feet were sweating. It's not the case. It was freezing cold water. And it was 7.30 in the morning. And you were literally riding around with bags of water on your In feet. my shoes, yeah. Amazing. Uh, and so I, I went 20 miles that day. That's okay. where I was in my mile a day thing I've been doing. Okay. And yeah, it was so cold, pretty windy, rainy. Awful awful poured all day that day i remember yes and it was uh, it was pretty brutal 
And I don't remember exactly why I brought that up just now. You said something about... Were you listening to podcasts? Right. So you don't like to listen to the up first because it puts you in a bad mood. I was in a bad mood and I came home, got back in the shower, got not back in the shower, got in the shower, put on up first and it made my whole day better. I remember okay. that. Even, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's all about setting and timing and what you're yeah. in the mood for. Totally. Because sometimes the stories on there are really good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's good things happening. Uplifting, dare I say. Yeah. But yeah. when there's bad news yes. and it's important because I mean, with that podcast, you get maybe four to five stories in an episode. You think that, I think it's more like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it varies. Sometimes sure. there's only like four points that they talk about and they all last, you know, a few minutes because I've never had one of those podcasts last more than 15 minutes. Yeah. I they're think all, they're about 12. Yeah. Usually. usually about 12. Very concise. I can make it from here to the Highway 99 intersection at Durham. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's about when I, I hit it. And mm-hmm. I, so yeah, they're very limited stories. You're not getting like mm-hmm. the whole New York Times. You're getting like five really important stories. What else you're not getting is like the TV news where somebody's yelling at another person and they're yelling over each other. It's yeah. like, here's your facts. This is what happened. Doesn't matter. These are the numbers. Yeah. Which I love. And yeah, it's yeah. really nice. And I hate the news per se, like TV news and I whatever. Hate TV and news. I hate biased news that tries to have an agenda. Yeah, which seems to be like granted everybody's gonna have a slant because these are people telling you stories and people have opinions. But yeah, if you can keep opinions out of it, yeah, that's I try. Great. Is like if as in a human, if you can pursue a news or information source source with as little bias as possible, mm-hmm. you're gonna get the best information. Totally. So. There's there's another NPR podcast um, called why can't I think of it? Oh, the One A. Okay, and it's also very good. It's hosted by a fellow named Joshua Johnson. And he is a great moderator. He's a perfect interviewer and he has different guests on with differing opinions, but everybody's all really, really civil. In my brain, I think that he has like mute switches for people and he's like, no more talking for you. You I take your conch. Is it a move? Uh, move? Sorry, you said conch and that really threw yeah, me Yeah, sorry. Uh, what about it? Is it a... Is it a news <clears throat> podcast? Yeah. So they cover pretty much, they do like weekly roundups of news and they're about an hour and a half long and they also do some more... More lighthearted stuff. They they have a movie club where they go review okay. movies too. It's it's just pretty good. Nice. And it's the closest thing I've found to palatable, close to non-biased news. That Besides I the the up first. Yeah, it's like a longer version of that. Is it first up? Dang it, man. No, it's it's up, it's up first. It's first it's, up. No, it is not first up. <laughs> this happens. Like you're gonna get it confused but every anyways, yeah. single time. Podcasts are fun. Speaking of podcasts, I have been so deep in podcasts lately. I've been discovering some new ones mm. and. I've been really listening to one in particular that you recommended ha, a while part-time ago. Part-time genius. Part-time genius. Yes, I love that podcast. I cannot get enough of it. It's so good. It's I know. so good because they're so easy to listen to. They have great rapport. They have great rapport. They've got great chemistry. They don't ever talk over each other. It's just a really well-rounded, well-produced show. It's got enough information and humor to balance each other out. It's not just like a science podcast. No, and yeah, and even when it is really heady. Did you listen to the episode about how the human body works or how it sort of replenishes itself? I can't remember what yeah, it's called. Yeah, it was like things you didn't know your body could do. That's what it was. Yep. Super scientific, but very entertaining. They do a great job. of. Like if I had one of those as a teacher, as a kid, I would have been set. I would yeah. have become that person. And what I like about it too is they, they kind of cherry pick things <clears throat> in history that maybe you didn't know about. For example, I just listened to the episode about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nice. Had no idea she was as awesome as she was. She's crazy cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really neat, like learning something as Mm -hmm. I commute to work and, you know, to and from work and driving around. It's, 
it really, that podcast helps me feel like I'm optimizing every second of yeah. every day when I listen to it because I'm improving my mind and stimulating and learning. So I can't recommend that podcast enough. Again, that's part-time genius from HowStuffWorks.com. On that podcast, again, did you listen to the one about the slots? No, I haven't. I've been saving that one because so I love yeah, slots. They have like two episode kind of structure. They do a full episode and then they do a facts bonus. basically. Yeah. And they do nine facts about slots or nine facts you didn't know about slots. And I am a bona fide sloth genius because most people know zero things about sloths. Okay. Except that they're slow. Yeah. Do you know that sloths swim three times faster than they not swim? I say walk, but they don't really walk. They kind of just when they traverse. Yeah. When yeah. they molasses. Yeah. Yeah. So they're fast swimmers. So That's crazy. They're not really. It's like saying a snail can swim faster than a walk. It's like it's a, it can't. Snails can't swim. So yeah. sea snails also can't swim, yet they are in water. I wonder if they move faster or slower. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know. Did we just break the time space yeah, continuum? I think we did. I'm I'm scared. Yeah. Um. That's enough. I'm done for me. Yeah. That's enough so, that I wanted to say. That was cool. <laughs> so basically, folks, podcasts have got us up. Yes, we like podcasts a lot. I obviously. listen to them. We sit here and do one. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's good. They're mm-hmm. good. There's some really good ones out there. It's I love learning things. Here's the lamest transition. You know what else is good, Johnny? Beer. That know. was an awful was, segue. You know, it's fine. An actual segue hmm. would have been a better segue if you would have just you gotten on a segue yeah. and left. Yeah. That would have been a better <laughs> I would have segue. preferred that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I want to I wanna talk about these. Do you have a preference on which one first? Uh, you pick. All right. All right. I will pick. We have a couple beers this week. Again, Johnny's picked them out if you've been following our show for the past month or so. Johnny has been picking. This is a beer from Big Sexy Brewing Company out of Sacramento, and it's called Hop Frequency. It's a double IPA that comes in right around 7.4%, so low on the spectrum of double IPAs, yet high on the spectrum of IPAs, so somewhere in the middle. High in my spectrum of hopes. I'm going to read this can, unless you have something pulled up that you wanted to read first. Um, You know, all I have pulled up is 7.4% ABV, just a big double IPA. Okay, well, I'm going to read this can. You pick. Do you want do you want sexy and smoldering, or do you want high and energetic? I want smoldering. Perfect. Lay it on me, son. Life is a vibration and frequency. The higher the frequency, the more positive life is. Enjoy this Northeast-inspired IPA made with citra and amarillo hops. The low bitterness levels make way for a juicy and floral experience. Beer is life. That was magical. I tripped up the last um, few words. I'm going to give you $10 and you're going to record my voicemail. Yes. Yeah. I can call Sam Elliott for you. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Uh, count to three. One, two, three. I did it early. Oh. That's what, yeah. That's it doesn't matter what she's Yep. Saying. doesn't matter. Here you go. You can uh, do the honors first. That smells delicious. Does it? I am into my third week Ooh. of not drinking because it's January and that's what I do in January. Um, and I got to feel fantastic. Not how I meant to say that. I got to tell you I feel fantastic is how I meant to say that. Yeah? Yes. That's why am good. I talking so fast? Because of the coffee. That's why. We drink coffee. I have a lot of coffee today. You should uh, expound upon the coffee that you brewed for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is a, it's actually an older bag that I've had for a while, but it is uh, a whistle pig, which is a whiskey, barrel aged coffee. Um, I can't tell you more than that off the top of my head because I am caught off guard and not prepared for that question, but it's coffee it's a, from a local coffee roastery that is located very near the distillery and sure. they actually partnered up to use the whistle pig barrels that have been spent mm-hmm. the last purpose of whiskey barrels before they are destroyed or made into furniture or whatever is sometimes coffee it's kind yeah. of you can use them for for coffee when you can't use them for any more anything 
Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of that process with coffee. I don't really like the bourbony part that it adds. We've talked about this. A lot of my favorite coffees are more fruity and light. Yeah. Um, Whereas I hate fruity coffee. Totally. Yeah, I definitely don't. There's one thing that if I look on a bag of coffee and or if I look up where the country of origin and mm-hmm. it says traditionally like fruity or citrusy, right. mm-hmm. no dice. You don't want to steer clear of Ethiopians. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As a people, no. Wow. Yeah, that's. I didn't mean it to sound like that. It sounded probably sounded made it. No. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Ethiopian Coffees. coffee. Yep. Uh, Ethiopian people. All probably for, fine. All for them. Never. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met a person from Ethiopia. So if you're out there listening, we'd love to meet you, dude. Oh, that'd be bring cool. some coffee for me. Yeah. I'll sample. Sure. I mean, you never know. It's a lot of that. I think acidity doesn't it change based on like brewing method? Oh yeah, for sure. So you can brew Pro- a coffee. processing method too. Yeah. And yeah. level of roast. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of mm-hmm. all sorts of factors. We could have this turn into a coffee podcast. It's happened before. It, could it happen, has. Yeah. Let's not do it today. But yes, anyway, I'm enjoying some delicious whistle pig coffee. Yeah. It's kept us all motivated for the evening. Mm-hmm. Let's talk gonna, beer. We're gonna jump into a big sexy beer. Yeah, man. So uh you are you are if you're <laughs> I was saying gorging your senses. That wasn't exactly the word I was looking for. My senses um, have been engorged. Yeah. What, what do you think? It's got nice, nice hop notes. It's a lot paler than I thought. Just looking at it, it's a, it's almost like a straw-colored haziness, which you don't usually see in these hazy beers. They're definitely more orange and a lot of the time, yeah, yellowy kind of. But this is a. I've seen it range yeah. though, like the full spectrum. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if there's one that is more predominant, but it's really nice. It's not like milky hazy. No, it is. You isn't. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's more of a. It looks more unfiltered than than a hazy. Yeah. Hazy type beer. It's very good. You smell it's very it. sweet. I love Amarillo hops. Mm-hmm. You're made, you do. Yeah, so it's definitely one of my favorites. This one is, it comes through, definitely. Mm-hmm. You, did I say citra? Because I feel like I'm smelling citra. But yes, I'm, you maybe, did. Yeah, maybe that's it. Citra is a, a solid hop, too. You did, right? Yeah, citra so, and Amarillo. Yeah. And yeah. as far as Northeast style IPAs go, those two lend themselves so well. Yeah. Just because the citra hop, you get so much of that citrus. That's mm-hmm. why it's called citra. So you're going to get a lot of the the orange juicy citrusy mm-hmm. notes that you want out of a New England style Northeast style IPA. Yeah. And the Amarillo Amarillo hops are really kind of earthy. They've yeah. got a lot of dirt flavor almost to them, which I really enjoy. And when you combine the two, it's a really interesting contrast because it's like mellowed out with a not so sweetness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you ever wonder if, like, what it would sound like if you took that out of context and somebody didn't know we were talking about beer and you, they just heard you be like, it's got a really dirt flavor that I really enjoy. <laughs> That's Yeah. I find that humorous. It is. It yeah. mixes well with beer, but outside of that, I probably no, sound like yeah. a total idiot. I This is uh, related, kind of. I stumbled upon a YouTube channel several, maybe months ago at this point, and it was a it was a dude who reviews beers. He's like, a, he's a kid. He's probably like 21, okay. 22 maybe. Um, and he reviews beers, but he does it on video. And I got to tell you, that is a weird thing to watch. And it, it ups the pretension by a lot. Yeah. Cause we can sit here all day and talk about the, what we're tasting and seeing. But when you watch somebody like really like dive into a beer, like they stick their whole face and it's like, Hmm, I'm really, it just sounds so snooty. Yeah. And I have ever since been really, yeah, like that, been conscious of. Not coming off as a, I, I want to come off as somebody who enjoys beer and appreciates what it is made with, but am not condescending about other people and their way of enjoying beer, however they want to. I think so much of that is just presentation mm-hmm. and attitude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can break apart a beer, but in a critical yeah, way, like a movie. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we do it all the time, and I try to be fair sure. at least. But I mean, yeah, it, you really run a like if people maybe saw how I tasted beers when mm, we're doing them for right, the podcast right. to like try and figure out what all the things I'm tasting are. Yeah. It might look a little snooterific. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, no, you've, we agree. We say the same things. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> case closed. All right. Yeah. Um, Max, thank you for all the interesting things you have to say. Sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think it is something that does look a little bit crazy, but it once does. you understand what's happening, it's the same as tasting or appreciating it. Like if you take your nose, putting in the glass, like. You're not going to smell anything with the six inches away, so you've got to dive in. Yeah. And it looks a little silly. And if you do it and go, <laughs> peasants, after you do it, people yeah. are going to hate you. Yeah, and then you throw gold coins right. at them like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Making it hail. Just like, someone bring yeah. me a calzone. Yeah. A calzone, huh? I've been watching do a lot of parts Do you say calzone or do you say calzone? I said calzone. No, you said calzone. I said calzone. You said, bring me a calzone. Bring me a calzone. That's weird. That's how you say it when you're throwing gold coins at peasants. Calzone is like a spell. Calzone. Yeah. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, calzone. <laughs> what if that was uh, your magic power as a wizard? Calzone, just throw calzones <laughs> just at people. Projectile calzones yeah, at people's faces. Uh, that would they get pretty hot in the middle. Those that's could what be I'm damaging. Saying. Yeah, they splatter. Yeah, they yeah. That would suck to catch a hot calzone in the face. Yeah, it would. This is a weird tangent. That's yep. the weirdest one we've been on in a while. I don't know. I'm okay with it. Calzone. Yeah, calzone. Calzone. Cacao. Cacao. Never gonna die. Never. Just uh, like this podcast. Never forget. Yep. Never die, never, never forget. forget, never let go, Jack. Uh, never rate this beer. Yeah. Do you want to do it already? We can. I don't know. I thought I was waiting for you to segue. No, I think that's a good segue. Segue the hell out mm-hmm. of my yep. life. Right. I should have saw that one coming. Paul Blart snuck up on me like a segue would. Uh-huh. Oh, those are pretty silent, right? They're electric, so they're just pretty quiet. I've actually never been in the presence of a segue. Yeah, I haven't either, but I can't complain. That's, I don't, right? It's fine. It's like I don't I've, mind. I've never sought it out. You know how when you see somebody on a motorcycle, we've been socially conditioned to be like, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like we're being socially conditioned to be like, that's really lame with the Segway. No, Segways are dope. No, they're not. Yeah, I kind of want to. You want to think they're lame? No, I want to like experience one. I've just never really had the opportunity. I was in Seattle one time and they had Segway guided tours. And it was well, like- that's cool. And it, yeah, like in that idea where it's like, this is like a 20 mile walk, but it could right. be just like- you know, a forty-five minute Segway jaunt. Do you remember when they came out with those? They're a, they're like a tricycle. They're not a sickle. They're a cycle tricycle, where it's like a motorcycle, but they have two wheels in the front. Yeah. Do you remember those? And I couldn't I couldn't get behind those either because it was just like it was always like eighty year olds driving them. Yeah, those. It's like oh, I can't keep my balance. It feels rude, also, but like you know, why do you need just? Yeah. It's not cool. It's it's odd. weird. Uh, one of the big selling points of those is you don't need a motorcycle license. Oh, yeah. You Anything with three wheels, you can drive with a Class C automobile license. Oh, that's weird. We can could you, jump yeah. on one of those and go, we should. Oh, yeah, we could. <laughs> we should not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's it's possible. Yeah, So yeah, that's true. I don't know. All right. So bring it all back around since we're going to go buy a two-person Segway and quit the show yeah. and go on tour. Until then... I am prepared to give my review, or my rating rather, for Hop Frequency from Big Sexy Brewing Company. And that number is a 7.5. No shit. Yeah, it's a 7.5. I it's was about fine. to give it the same rating. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. I was hoping that would happen one of these times. I was thinking 7.5. I'm like, okay. this is solidly above average. It's not knocking my socks off. Mm-hmm. For me, my main thing is it's not bitter enough. I, I get yeah, a, a it's little. too sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I get that too. Like, we're splitting a 16 ounce can, and mm-hmm. honestly, that might be a little too much for me. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I, it's good. 
And I would definitely say that there's a ton of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, 7.5, just I like a little bit more punch. That's why I like New England styles. I like a lot more are the like the double IPA style. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that is confusing me here um, is the the stylistic differences between this and a, and a West Coast IPA. I don't know that it's really gravitating either way strongly. Yeah. So that confuses me a little. Yeah, it's a little muddled. Yeah. And honestly, the taste ends a little like squishy. It tastes squishy. Yeah, sure. It does, if that makes we've, sense. We've talked about overripe fruit before. This feels too much that It feels way. squishy and not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so you said we're both seven fives on this? Yeah. Uh, available at Spikes? Yep. Perfect. Go check it out. Uh, let's jump to a break, shall we? Let's do it. Well, Johnny, the holidays have come and gone, but you and I were hanging on. Barely. By a thread. I spent all of my Christmas money on beers and movies for the podcast, and now we are scraping the bottom, buddy. Do you have any ideas? I don't. Wait. I might have one. I heard about this website where people that generate content, like podcasts, can post their materials and have people support them. You're not thinking about Patreon. I am. Have you heard of it? Buddy, I tell you what, I made a Patreon for us. Oh, snickerdoodles. And I've made all these cool things for people that want to donate. They can do everything from coming to exclusive events, to getting bonus content, even being a physical voice on this show. Just depending on their level of donation, we have a tiered reward system that gets you involved in this podcast in a very real and personal way. You can start for just a dollar an episode and help us out so greatly to keep this podcast going and bringing you fun and exclusive content every single week. So please go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema and donate now. My cats need new shoes. They do. I've seen their feet. They are not good. Please get his cat's shoes. Despicable, disgusting feet. This is not a joke. We're not joking. Please help us patreon.com slash fresh up cinema we love you thank you so much all right before we dive in here i want to preface this by saying a couple weeks ago one of our patrons sean hey sean uh suggested we do this movie if you're on patreon at this particular tier you know that you have some influence in what we say if you ever give us a recommendation on movies we'll check it out if we are interested in it or we like you enough spoiler alert we like all of you enough so let us know uh we will check out the movie watch it and probably review it so sean this is for you. We are going to talk about a Swedish film from 2016 called A Man Called Uwe. Yes, A Man Called Uwe. And just so you all know, if you emailed us with a movie suggestion, and it looks somewhat cool. Yeah. Or extremely bad. It can either be m- cool to great or horrible. You can't, not just like a normally bad movie. There's a probably. real good chance we'll do it on the show. Yeah, for sure. Real good chance. Yeah. So, so. let's break down A Man Called Uwe. Max, yeah. hit me with some details, please. So there, I want to first start by saying there's a little bit of discrepancy out there about when this was released. Some people, like IMDb, are saying it was 2015, but everybody except IMDb says August 26th of 2016. So if you're a stickler for details, take that information as you would. Yes. Point is, it's a couple years old. Um, and it's a movie. Where, this is all Swedish, again. It's based on a book, but we are going to butcher some names. Yes. Fair Call warning. Call the deli. If you got a butcher here. If you're Swedish. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I love Ikea and I love your meatballs. So, oh, that's why you said Ikea. Yeah. Because it's a Swedish company. 100%. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was a weird. That's what you said a couple. <laughs> you were like last week, you were like, um, I like meatballs. Does that count? I was like, I guess. Sure. That makes you like sweet. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe meatballs I about, were Swedish. I talked about meatballs last week. You mentioned them. I, I remember because it was no, that so was, weird. That was like after the episode. I was talking about taking you to Ikea. No, no, no. That happened different. You said something about meatballs. Somebody go back and check. If, no, no, no. Yeah, Fact whatever. check my meatball statement. Yeah. What's my stance on meatballs? Yeah. In any case, this is a pretty uh, under the radar movie from what we can tell. It only made about three and a half million dollars. 
Uh, it's rated PG-13, about two hours long, and it stars some people. Here yes. are those people now. We're going to take turns. Why don't you tell me who it was directed by? It was the screenplay. Is that the one I'm reading? You are reading. Sorry. I don't know where you're looking. No, down here. Oh, there we go. Hey, yeah. the one you highlighted. Yep, sorry. I, I are smart. Yep. It's directed by Hannes Holm. See, why do you say it with like that that sort of condescending Swedish accent? <laughs> you can say it. I'm trying to say it. Yeah. How do you say Hannes? Hans? See, so it's H-A-N-N-E-S, and I think that's Han, but I could be wrong, obviously. Well, that one's mine to pronounce, so sure. I'm saying Hannes. Okay, Hannes. Hannes Holm. Holm, yeah. That sounds more Swedish. It does, actually. Yeah. Um, but this movie is based on a book by Frederick Backman. Um, Hannes Holm adapted the screenplay and directed it. It stars an actor named Rolf Laskord. He plays Uwe, mm-hmm. and an actress named Bahar Pars. She plays Parvena. Mm-hmm. She goes Par- Parv in the movie? Parvena, yeah. Um, and she's a, a young Persian woman. She is. Um, she, then the other person I think we should probably note, and this is probably enough, is Ida Engvall. She plays Sonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get most of her action through flashbacks throughout the telling of this movie. Yeah. Uh, give me a man called Uwe in a nutshell. So it's... It's kind of uh, a microcosm of a tragic life. Sure. You know, it's definitely a look at the human condition and someone dealing with the hardest thing they've ever dealt and not know, dealt with and not knowing how to process it. And he lost his wife. And the point now is how does he move on from that? Mm-hmm. And a series of events lead him um, hilariously, yes. darkly at points to several failed suicide attempts. Mm-hmm. And through circumstance, he becomes linked to his neighbors Mm -hmm. and some new neighbors. And it's a very interesting kind of chunk of someone's, a period of someone's life that could be very dark. Yeah. And how they filmed that and how they wrote it uh, was very, very fascinating. Yeah, I think this is good. It was actually not on my radar at all. So again, Sean, thanks for pointing this out. Johnny, you said this is on your list. Yeah, it's been something that's been on my radar for a little bit. Uh, my wife, Shalina, really loved the book, apparently. She read it. Yeah, she read it and she said, I love that book. I guess I really want to watch the movie. Or she said she knew it was a book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give her credit for reading it. Sure, why not? That's fine. It's our show. Yeah, I can decide what yeah. she's read and yeah, what yeah. she hasn't, right? <laughs> we invent our wives here. Yeah, it's fine. She's um, not even real. No, yeah. she is. <laughs> but we were flipping through on Amazon Prime, actually, after we just got our Prime membership, mm-hmm. checking out the videos, and this one caught her eye. So it's been on my radar, and when you suggested it as a fan recommendation, I was like, hell yeah. Nice. need an excuse to watch this movie. Any- yeah. Anyway. It's, uh, it's uh, well... I guess we'll spoil our feelings a little bit. I th- I thought it was very good. Yeah. No, I mean, this is the time where we yeah. general thoughts. Without giving too much away. Somewhat sure. of the plot, which I think I kind of did a decent job describing. I thought you actually did a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. And we only encounter his wife in flashbacks. Yes. So that's um, important to say. Um, overall, my thoughts, I I did enjoy it. Overall, it was it left me kind of bummed out. But I think a look at something so serious and potentially dark, it really shouldn't leave you in like a happy place because then you might be a psychopath. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, it left me in what I would say a, a very acceptable headspace for mm-hmm. watching a film of such content. Yeah, that's interesting. I had similar feelings except the ending, which I think, well, hmm. Should we save the ending? Yeah, I'm not going to say the ending, but I, I had feelings that I think I was not supposed to have for the ending, given what it was. Um, which is sort of an issue that I had with this movie. I will say of the things that I enjoyed, uh, 
it's always fascinating to me to see different cultures takes on comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some pretty graphic graphic as far as concept goes suicide attempts by him. Yeah. It was very raw. Um, and they're all broken relatively by things that happen. Um, so for example, he might be hanging himself in his living room and somebody might knock on his door and he, instead of like, you know, ignoring it, gets mad. He's like, are you kidding me? Like I got to deal with this now. Well, they kept knocking and he's like, I can't even get some peace and quiet to hang myself. And Um, that's when you're just like, Oh my God, this is funny and sad. Yeah. I have a, I have a horribly soft, delicate part in my heart for, uh, for old men alone. Sure. Old people alone in general. I just, they tend to be men when it comes to storytelling. I've, I've learned. Yeah. So I do too. Anytime I see an old man in a diner eating alone, it just breaks my heart into a million pieces, and I hate it. That's really weird. I yeah. totally get the same thing. I think it's a. I think it's a thing. I think that's just a normal thing. You don't like seeing old people alone. It's you know. It's that's a tragic. Yeah. Thing. Well, and I think the older we get, the older our parents get. Sure. You know, we empathize <clears throat> and realize, like, you know, maybe that's someone's dad. Mm-hmm. You know that they don't have anyone totally. to eat with, but there's kids somewhere that are just mm-hmm. off doing their own thing. Like yeah. I was playing pool at a dive bar here in town a while back and an older gentleman with his like arm in a sling Hmm. walked into the dive bar and and, and ordered a cocktail and a sandwich. And I was like immediately like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, like I want to like buy him his sandwich and like give him a hug. But I mean, you never know. He could be a terrible person. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I, I have this pretty morbid outlook on people. Most, I think most people are, are, pretty not good people <laughs> unless you're an old man but the second yeah the second having you, a meal by yourself <laughs> then you're an angel and i'll do anything i can to help you yeah um so so that concept always gets to me i wonder if people think that of us when we go to the movies by ourselves i do too i kind of wonder that because like, yeah. man this sad old sad. i feel like we're too young for that I feel yeah like this just enough. sad young man yeah right <laughs> um <clears throat> anyways so this movie does a lot of time hopping as well, and it's told through flashbacks, and a lot of the flashbacks occur when he's committing suicide, sort of like a lash, life flashing before your eyes kind of thing. Which Definitely, it was a bit heavy-handed for me, but it was good overall. Yeah, it was interesting. It was a nice, timing. it was a nice storytelling device, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I like the character of Uve too, because you get you get the sense that he was um, a pretty driven kid and very hands-on and helpful, and just kind of got dealt a bad hand until yeah. he met this woman who he fell in love with, and she made his life perfect. Yeah. And they have a relationship, and we learn more about that as the movie goes on. But um, she does eventually die, and he's like you were saying earlier, like he's left with the rest of his life, and yeah. we don't know how long she's been gone. But he, he is not taken well. Yeah, you don't find that out till a lot later in the mm-hmm. movie. But it was really powerful. At one point, he says to another main character, his new neighbor, mm-hmm. once they kind of become endeared to each other, that there was nothing before Sonia, and there's nothing oh, after. Such a tragic line. And it was just one of the most powerful lines in the yeah. movie for they, me. They do a thing, he and his wife in flashbacks, where she'll stick out her finger and he'll grab it, and that's how they hold hands. It was so romantic it and adorable was. because everyone that's been in a relationship for more than five minutes... Sure. Has stuff has a like, thing that. like that. Yeah. There's very smart storytelling too. It was because it was immediate empathy mm-hmm. and identification. Like, yeah. Did you, I, I put myself in that just like yeah. those little special things that like are just yours. Yeah. Immediately. It, it was, was really yeah. good. Um, so I think we'll get into a few spoilers in, in the later segments yeah, called for, the 
Danger Zone. Nice, man. Good move. Uh, so I don't want to spoil too much now, but I really did like this movie a lot. Yeah. Do you want to run down the plot a little, or do you want to just? Pace- I think I think you hit it for what it was. He lives. I guess I'll say he lives in a in sort of a closed off community, like a homeowners association. Yeah. Of they're all kind of very close knit. Yeah. Like tiny little houses. And this is in Sweden too. It's not like a Swedish movie that takes place in London. It's in it's in Sweden. Yeah. Wait, is it what I'm? Oh, what I'm confusing something. What did I just watch that I'm confused? Oh, it's it's the hero from a couple weeks ago. Sorry, uh, I watched. Like I said, I had watched a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's been a lot of content getting stuffed in you. Yeah, I was just like, was it Sweden or was it L.A.? No, it was Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that. It's a weird question to yes. have to ask yourself. Um, so that's important to note because this this place that he lives has all these strict rules that he kind of takes upon himself to like enforce. Yeah, yeah, and nobody's liking him. Like he's just a grumpy ass old man. Yeah, and there's like, all right, well. That's him. I just look at the wallpaper behind. I know. I, I keep wanting it. to look because we have him. We have his face on the screen behind us here. He's just so grumpy. He's so grumpy. But there's so much kindness in his eyes, and he's just hiding it. He did. He's a uh, does a really good job. That actor. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different things. It's really interesting to me. Whenever you have characters that do good be, out of a sense of duty, mm-hmm. not necessarily at first from a place of love or wanting to, they just like, all right, I got to do this now. That like begrudging responsibility. Yeah. There's a scene that happens with a, uh, with one of those gays as he puts it. And this is again, amidst a suicide attempt. And yeah. Uh, this, of, yeah. Sorry. I want you to set the stage a little bit for that suicide attempt because sure. it was, he tried in like, um, like a, what, four or five. Yeah. I think that's probably about right. Yeah. Different ways. And every time, every every uh, next one, I was like, okay, there's no possible way this could not work. He's going to mm-hmm. die. And uh, he, he avoids that for most of them, for all of them. Who knows? For none of them. We don't know. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. It, you know, it was really interesting when you think back about like the methods and then how he was interrupted. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's some, some metaphor there. Hmm. Like he, at one point he ran a hose from the car exhaust, exhaust into mm-hmm. his into his vehicle and tried to commit suicide that way and his new persian neighbor like is there knocking on the garage and then now that was because he fell off the ladder but eventually yes. she, he wants she wants him to teach her to drive so there was like a correlation with the car there okay. is what i'm saying all right yeah that's good yeah yeah i like that yeah and then it was interesting because in the one that you were about to say mm-hmm. where the young the gays, yeah, one the, of the gays. The gay. Yeah, it was so adorable how he treated that too. Yeah, so so that's the thing. He comes up middle of the night. You get the vibe, or late at night, and he's he's right in the middle of trying to kill himself again. He gets a knock on his door, and he's like, "Check the door." And these two youths that we have met throughout the movie um, are now like, "Hey, this guy's." He just told us he came out to his dad, and now his dad kicked him out. We thought maybe he could stay with you. Which, by the way, are you kidding me? You come to this man. Of all the people in the world, you come to the grumpiest old guy who would never say yes. Yeah, well, to set that up, there was a little scene where one of the youths from oh, the community left right. a bike park right. where it wasn't supposed to be, and he just locks Uve just mm-hmm. locks it up and doesn't give it back. Yes, you can't park bikes here. I'm going to put it in the storage shed. Yeah, you you screwed. No, yeah. no more bike. For I'm you. the captain now. Eventually, that young gentleman like is delivering a package or he's delivering his mail. Yeah, he's like the paper boy or something. Yeah. And he starts talking about how his wife, who was a teacher, like gave him a chance because she was a teacher at a special needs school. Uve's wife. Uve's wife. Correct. And yeah, this Sonia. kid was a student. Yeah. So okay. she, he starts, this kid on the bike, delivering his mail, starts telling him this story about how his wife made this huge impact on his life and 
it led him to have like any sort of self value. And mm-hmm. it was just this really like brief but touching moment. Yeah. And it led Uve to ask him about what he was doing with the bike. One thing led to another. The kid was just trying to fix up the bike to impress a girl. Yes. So Uve fixed up the bike and he takes it back to him and he yeah, works right. at this kebab place. <laughs> and he has, this is where he has the encounter mm-hmm. with one of the gays. Is That's so funny too. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically he's, there's this kid, he's a, he's a waiter at the place. And I can't remember why he asked. Do you remember why he asked? Because he's wearing makeup. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. He's like, "What's that on your eyes?" And the kid's like, "It's eyeshadow." And he's like, "Are you one of those gays?" And the the shoot the uh, Parv is there with him. Yeah. And she goes, she like slaps him. You can't say that. He's like, "Why not?" Yeah. Are you? He's like, "Yes, I'm one of those gays." And he's well, like, "All right, perfect." And it <laughs> takes him a minute to admit that because it's yes. like maybe one of those things that he's not used to saying out loud. There's a lot of shame in his family, sure. assuming they're from like an Islamic family, and his yeah, father. Sure. It comes out later. Yeah. Coming yes. out pun. Oh, hey. That his dad was super, That's funny. <laughs> obviously super against him being gay. Yeah. Um, so he actually says it out loud. And it's you can tell it's a significant thing for him to be like, Yes, I didn't I am, catch that. Keyword. I'm one of the gays. Yeah. And then Uve is just like, Well, okay. Yeah, all right. Here's your bike. Bye. Yeah. You know, like he just was asking a question. Like yeah. he did it in this the only the way like an old man can ask a question, he like, Are you kiss. one of the gays? Yeah. You know, he just doesn't all. care. Yeah. But also, he's just asking a question. Mm-hmm. He might be phrasing it wrong sure. and in a way that's not super appropriate because he's just behind the times. Mm-hmm. But he's just asking a question. Yeah. And then he didn't judge him or wasn't angry. It was really nice the way they handled it. I that. guess that is a good point then. It makes sense that they would turn to him for a place to stay. Yeah, because he was obviously like accepting. I stand corrected. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so that stuff like that is really nice. So he just, he, he was clearly, he didn't have a problem with the kid being gay, but he also didn't like him. Yeah, like, this is a gay person, I guess. Whatever. I didn't get that he didn't like him. I'm not saying he didn't like him. I'm saying he didn't. Uh, he, well, I'm saying he, Uve didn't really like. He was ambivalent. Anyone. He yeah. was like, all right, this is another person. He he didn't like him certainly because he was gay. Yeah. He hmm, he didn't dislike him because he was gay. Exactly. Was there was no immediate prejudice. But he certainly there. didn't want him to come live with him. So when they did that, he's like, well, this kid has no place to stay. I have a place he can stay. I have to do this. It's my duty. Kind and of. he's like, fine, right. get in here. Yeah, and then the kid is amazing to him. He's like making breakfast in the morning, coffee. He's like, eh. he's like, do you want some breakfast before you go make your rounds? He's like, before my rounds. Uh, all right, and then he like has this, a bite of something. He's like, nah, I gotta go do my rounds. <laughs> he like drank half a cup of coffee and yeah. was like, this is too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uve was an adorable grump. Mm-hmm. I think that was really one of my big takeaways. That I, he was just, yeah. he was very yeah. lovable mm-hmm. and very. Like deep down, well intentioned. Yeah. But just he was such a man of that generation. And he was know? so hurt too. Like he's broken. Yeah. That line about before and after Sonia is so it's so much. Yeah. That movie was probably or that line was probably yeah. the defining moment in the movie yeah. for me. It's also worth noting, because I don't think we explicitly said this, but he's not trying to kill himself out of sadness. He's trying to kill himself so he can be with Sonia again. Yeah. He like goes to her grave every day and says, I'm, you know, got the plans in order. Just gotta do this one more thing now. Yep. And he's like, I got to teach her to drive. It might be a little bit. Or this kid's dang, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's important to note. He's yep. not he's not uh, depressed in that way. No, he's exactly. Just to, he's done with this and he needs to go back with his wife. He doesn't know anything else. And yeah. he hasn't known like real happiness other than when he had his wife. Yeah. And now that's gone. Do you enjoy that? Well, let's do final thoughts on this and give it a rating before we jump to a break. Yes. Yours. And then we'll get into whatever you were just thinking. I think I'm going to say that before the break, actually. Okay, good. Uh, overall, my thoughts, uh, don't go into this expecting a lighthearted film. Sure. It is very serious. It is very dark. It is very uh, existential. Mm. And it will make you think a lot about people in your life and about your own life and what's important to you. And 
Uh, it <clears> is not a movie to be taken lightly. So go into it knowing that. But overall, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Nice. It was a phenomenal performance by the man that played mm-hmm. Uwe. Uh, he was unbelievable. Yeah, and he sold the character for me so well, and overall, it was it was enjoyable. And it took me a couple of days to like figure out if I liked it or not. You know what I mean? It was yeah. very, it was very bitter on the palate at times, but in retrospect, it was a very enjoyable film about life and death and tragedy and how we deal with it. Yeah. So I would highly recommend this movie. So part of the reason I think that it was sort of uplifting is because it takes a common social trope, which is not a trope, uh, but a common social situation, which is old people abandoned. And instead of showing the community that turns their back on them, they show a community that brings them back into it. Yeah. Which I thought was really nice. I was saying at the beginning, I had some mixed feelings about how it ends. And in the course of this discussion, I've decided that I enjoy the way that it ends, um, which I will be more specific about in the next segment. But uh, I really do like it. I like the way it made me feel. Mostly I was conflicted at first. But overall, I want to give this a 9.1. Nice. 9.1. It's a good rating. So once again, that is a 9.1 from you. Mm-hmm. And a what did I say? You said an 8. 7? Sure. I don't remember. We'll I don't just, either. I don't know. We'll, we'll double check for our records. But. So both high high ratings. Yes. I like that you, like me, were kind of conflicted about how it made you feel at first. <laughs> I so thought you were like, I, I like that you like me. I, like, I do like you, man. I like you a lot. <laughs> you <laughs> like me. There yes. was a verbal comma there. Right. You... Like me. Like me. Yeah. Uh, we're conflicted a little yeah, bit sure. about how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely took a minute to kind of process and soak in and and evaluate. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's jump to a break. We'll cover the rest of this movie and this next beer in... The Danger Zone. I need beer, and I need it now. And I need bourbon, too, and I might need a bag of chips, and I need ice, and I need it to be somewhere close to the freeway. Where do I go? I don't mean to make you feel dumb, but Spike's Bottle Shop here in Chico is the place to go. Do they have all those things? They have all that and more, man. They have the biggest beer selection in Chico and probably California and possibly farther than that. And they have ice, and they've got chips. Oh, yeah. Close to the freeway? Oh, yeah, right off First Avenue, 1270 East First Avenue, actually, right by that big gym here in Chico. Do they support any local podcasts? Matter of fact, they support this podcast that you're hearing now. That's Fresh Hop Cinema. They support us, and you can get a great deal from them because you're our listeners. Johnny, what's that deal? Uh, Every single purchase, you go to the front register and you use promo code FHC, and you get 10% off because you listen to us. It sounds more complicated than it is. Literally, what you do is pick up beers, walk Mm -hmm. to the front, say, hello, good sir or madam. I listen to this podcast called Fresh Hop Cinema. Can I please get 10% off by using their discount code FHC? And they say, sure, here's 10% off. Spike's Bottle Shop. Go check them out. So a couple things before we jump back in. Number one, we were scanning through the previous segment, trying to find Johnny's rating of that movie, and we don't think that he did one. Uh, we only looked in the last couple minutes after I said final thoughts. So if at some point he said it before, I guess we just didn't know that. So, Johnny, what is your rating on the film A Man Called Uve? Yeah, I got distracted by my final thoughts. So, yeah. officially, once and for all, it's an 8.7. Yeah. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. If it is broken, pretend it's not, and then fix it when you get back. You call Uve. That's the thing. Uh, something else happened. We tried to listen back in uh, a speeded-up way that I have on this computer. Our <laughs> universe completely something broke. Something happened, and we recorded it. It was a podcastical anomaly. It was like, here, it sounded like this. Okay, here we go. (laughs) 
There's some important things. You sound like uh, Aziz Ansari when you laugh there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, something happened where it started looping. And yeah. I somehow managed to get the beats just right where I threw on a beatbox thing. Yeah. And then we looped in all sorts of stuff. We did it for like a minute. And we were afraid the computer was going to like start steaming. Yep. Um, so it was, it was humor in the midst of possible tragedy. And we wanted to share that with you. Yeah. But the computer didn't break. No. And it felt like we entered early, but in fact, we did not. Mm-hmm. But, ladies and gentlemen, you are now literally in the danger zone. Welcome. Come one, come all, except your children, because sometimes Johnny swears more in this segment. Sometimes I do too, depending on the mood. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it is required for this movie. We don't want children coming in this segment. No, we do not. That I don't like that. <laughs> you always, that always slip by me. I feel like I'm so... I'm, I'm so the naivete. I try so often to be like affirmative and just agree with you. Like, yeah. And like, you know, like a You're yes. You're so supportive. A yes and kind of thing. Uh, but sometimes you say things like that, and I should just reel it back in and be like, mm, "We do not support that." No, definitely not. Or in this, case, I'm not saying we do support. We don't want. We don't want that. We don't not want it, but we also don't want it. We don't have an opinion. We want children out of the danger. We don't nothing. <laughs> nothing. Children cannot come or go in the danger zone. There's no children, out of here. whether they're coming or going or Correct. peeing There's or nothing. no. Yeah. Just make them go away. Final beer. Let's do this. Final beer. This beer is called the Whiskey Thief. It is a smoked Scotch-style ale with heather blossoms. I'm going to say this sounds gross. Yeah, me too. Go ahead and p- pitch that out there. I'm going to give my predictions. Sure. Sounds uh, sounds nasty. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, hell or high water brewing. This is high water brewing. Uh, it's actually it's a collaboration with them and Uncommon Brewers. Yeah. It is indeed. This collaboration beer for the 2015 San Francisco Beer Week. This was a collaboration. It included Bison Brewing, Highwater Brewing, Pine Street Brewing, and Uncommon Brewers. Dang, man. They were the host brewery. Uh, Uncommon is out of Santa Cruz. But yeah. Then. Inspired by their second favorite brewery, or their second favorite b- beverage, mm-hmm. excuse me, whiskey, the motley crew of, oddly enough, beardless brewers Come on. decided to brew a super boozy and viscously smoked strong scotch ale. That sentence makes me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> That's not in the beer advocate description, by the way. Right. Should be. Maybe. We haven't tasted it. Yeah. Aptly named the Whiskey Thief, this beer was brewed with a blend of specialty malts, beechwood, and peat-smoked malts, house-made candy sugar, and dry-hopped, quote-unquote, with Heather. Who is this Heather girl? I don't know. And why is she in my beer? Uh, yeah. It's very awkward. You know, the, the name the Whiskey Thief almost makes me think they took, like, they stole the whiskey out of this beer. Like it should be like the whiskey yeah. giver. Why'd you steal the whiskey? You want the whiskey in this. I want to read this because the actual tasting descriptions a lot of the time are just ridiculous. Wait, let me let me taste it first. And I'm going to just, is it like is it bullet points or is it a full sentences? I'm gonna it's a paragraph. It. I'm going to try to name the things you're about to say. It's a paragraph. Mm. Whisk, ready? Well, I was going to. No, just listen. Go with me. I'm going to let you Ugh. fill in the blanks. All right, sure. Whiskey Thief fills the nose with soft hints of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to get to this game. No, it's good. Whiskey Thief fills the nose with soft hints of a fireplace in winter. With? Is there more to that? Three, four things. Four things in a row? Ready, four things, ready. Okay. Whiskey Thief fills the nose with soft hints of smoke. Oh. Sorry. So that makes sense. All right, next. Sure. Smoke, wood, uh, uh, scotch, and pepper. Whiskey Thief. With the other, <laughs> I was trying to be whiskey all, thief. Whiskey thief. Whiskey thief fills the nose with soft hints of smoke, toffee, oh. rich roasted nuts, and dried flowers. I got one out of four because you gave it to me. But I, I all right, it. ready? Sure. Once you get a sip, kapow! 
It doesn't say kapow. I swear to God, it says kapow. Kapow. Rich flavors of two things. Oh. Bombard the tongue. Okay. Let me give me a minute. Keep reading and leave my. This is like Mad Libs. Rich flavors of smoke. (laughs) Toffee. Oh. Toffee is Toffee's one, one okay, of them. I, I got toffee. I What's got the second one? You know, whiskey. Caramel. Ah, that's like toffee. Slowly breaking away to reveal a deep layer of blank, blank goodness. Home cooked. Smoky, peaty goodness. I don't get peaty at all. If whiskey and beer had a baby, I'm this on that. Would, this would be it. Yeah, I got one. Here we go. Boom. Yes. All right. Good job, Max. Thanks, man. I got Ladies it. and gentlemen, Max Minardi describes beer. That's a fun segment. Fills in the gaps right. of a beer description on Beer Advocate. That was kind of fun, right? That was fun. We should do that more. Yeah. So you tell the nice folks listening in their ear holes what you think of this while I sip it. Well, it's about as weird as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's you, Have you had Old Chubb from Oscar Blues? That's a Scotch Ale as Yes, well. I have. It is better than this, I think. this. I think this is aiming a little bit too high or maybe aiming a little bit too complex. The fact that they describe it as a smoked Scotch style ale with heather blossoms. I don't even know what a heather. Nobody knows what a heather blossom is. They don't even know what a heather, no. heather blossom is. They're just man. like, let's use a person's name. Who the it. fuck is Heather, yeah. man? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Why is she blossoming? Yeah, it's it's good. It's mellow, um, but I don't think it's as complex as they're trying to make it. Let me preface everything I'm about to say hmm. with I really hate Scotch. Scotch ales or Scotch, because this doesn't taste like Scotch to me. Yeah, it does. Hmm. It's got those peat notes. The, nice. Really? Yeah. They're there. And as someone who doesn't really admire that flavor on my palate, it's got that woodsy, mossy, peaty, band-aid-y. I get the woody, like, oakiness to <laughs> you it. You get the woody. Okay. <laughs> but I don't get any peat. That's that's maybe just me. Maybe. Well, maybe you're more of a heather type guy. So we got to find out. I got to find out yeah. what that is. But what the fuck is a heather blossom? Keep Keep saying stuff. Why? Okay. Yeah, no, it's very... I get the caramel notes. I definitely do. It comes across kind of like as a wee heavy type beer, almost. Uh, very interesting. Little bit of nuttiness. Definitely thin. It's yeah, a little it thin, thin on the mouth for me. And for 9 point, what, 9.6, did we say? I did not say. Cool. 9.2. Yeah. mistake. And which is ha- not the rating it's going to get for me. No, and it has a lot of the, the characteristics that I don't enjoy in scotch. Heather is a plant... Uh, species Coluna vulgaris in the Coluna vulgaris is way cooler. Yeah, Erica family. It's a food for sheep. Cool, not cool. Isn't that like every plant? Probably. It's yeah. a food for Touché. sheep. Yeah, it says uh, heather is an important food source for various sheep and deer. <laughs> really? Which can graze the tips of the plants when snow covers low-growing vegetation. Oh, so it sticks out above the snow. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. So it's a wintertime snack for sheep and or deer. That's a fu- or apparently for people in beer, which yeah, I don't, beer, know, I don't like this beer. I don't. It's making me mad. It's making me mad. I don't know. It's really not making me mad. I just you know. I wouldn't say it makes me mad. I would say it's not terrible. It's really Coors Light's not terrible, but I'd give it like a one. Yeah, but this isn't Coors Light, right? That's true. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's wonky. I will give it that. It is a wild and crazy time. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. It wants to be more than it is, I think. I don't get any like botanical notes. I'm not picking up any. You know, I actually flowery. get a little bit. I get a little bit of like perfumey. Maybe if that's perfuminess at the at the front of it. Maybe. Maybe I'm just looking for it. Yeah. 
No, because I didn't know what it was before, mm. and you told me, and I'm like, well, that's cool. I don't detect any flowery wintertime sheep snacks in my beer. Right. I will tell you, if I passed you this glass and I said, hey, do you want a shot of whiskey? You wouldn't. That, that's whiskey. Yeah. That is the color of whiskey. So that's, they, they got that right. And it smells like whiskey. I really don't agree. No, I couldn't. I could not disagree more. How? It just doesn't smell like whiskey to me. You have forgotten what whiskey smells like. I have not. I dream of it every night, precisely the way it is. Yeah, just because January is a slow month for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it's an off yeah. month for me. Yeah, that's fine. What do you What do you rate this beer? You know, it's the a whiskey thief. <laughs> oh, meh. It makes me awake, make weird noises with my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meh. Yeah. Meh. You make weird noises. Yeah. Meh. It's a big tell for you. Four point two. I was gonna say four flat. Yeah. Well, we're right on the same page there. It just, it really does not deliver. It does not help at all that I'm not a gigantic fan of this style to begin with. True. But I can appreciate a good representation Mm -hmm. of it, Mm -hmm. which this, I think, is not. Agreed. I'm totally going to tag High Water Brewing in this, too. Do it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they'd appreciate honesty. I don't think they like it. I mean, they don't have beards. Yeah. Sure. Isn't this beardless? Isn't it brewed by beardless brewers? That was tough. Yeah, why would you brag about that? I don't know. It's like, hey, by the way, we're not cool. But if they don't, if they don't have beards, wouldn't they like this? Because they also don't have beards. Like the beardless brewers don't have beards on their brews. So maybe people without beards would enjoy this more than Correct. us. Correct. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, beardless people, try this beer. It's still bad. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. Hey. Well, our beardless friend. Yeah. Steven. All right, let's get back on track here. Then <laughs> let's finish. Uh, let's finish up our thoughts on a man called Uve. Uh, there was one thing that I wanted to point out was how awesome his cat was. Uh, yeah, that Did, was kind of an awesome cat. So a 4-2-4 flat. Correct. Okay. Whiskey Thief High Water Brewing collab with a bunch Wrapped. of other people. Wrapped. Done. Yep. Okay. Yeah, his cat was pretty cool. I wanted to talk about the ending. Yeah. Um, mostly that it made me cry. Okay. That's it. I thought it was a bummer, man. Yeah. I See, I don't think it was a bummer because he wakes up after so he does die. He dies natural causes of old age in his room and he's found by his neighbors. We know this now because we've all seen it. Yep. Uh, he then wakes up in the train car where he met his future wife and she sticks out her damn finger and he grabs it and he's like smiling and crying. That part I loved. And that's how it ends. Like he's finally found his, his closure. And it's not a flashback. They're both old. Correct. Which Which, by the way, like her, it was the same actress, but like with like kind of bad makeup and some gray hair. It was not a good, she didn't look old. Maybe she was a hot old lady. You don't know. She didn't look old is my point. She was a hot young lady with a gray wig. That's pretty fair. That's yeah. Maybe like two wrinkles. Yeah. This movie, granted, production budget was pretty low, I bet. There yeah. was nothing that required many special effects except maybe his hanging thing. Yeah. Even then, he, they didn't really show him full on hanging. It was just his his, his bust. His bust. Not to recall a word. Yeah. So those yeah. are my thoughts on, on A Man Called Uve. It's on Amazon Prime. It's available for rental if you go to rental stores all over the place. Yeah. Probably. I, I really enjoyed his relationship with his neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, what was her name? Parv? I said is Perv. It, is it? It's, it's Parv. Yeah. Her name was Parv. It was Perv. Perv the Persian. Yeah. Yeah. Parvene. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was great. They, their relationship just, just breathed new life into his life. And, well, and the kids. That was yeah. what really got me is just the kids like gravitated towards mm-hmm. him and he gravitated towards them. A big thing from this movie was that when his wife died, she was pregnant. Like you can't yeah. just like graze, like no, not touch no on that. that. Yeah. You can't get mm-hmm. over that, but also we should mention it because it oh, was okay. so like one of my favorite scenes. So when he finds out his wife's pregnant, I love. Oh yeah, okay. and yeah. She, she dies in this horrible bus accident. Like yeah. a bus rolls when mm-hmm. they're on vacation, yeah. and they know she's pregnant. 
Um, and she actually comes out of it alive, alive yeah. but, but paralyzed. Yes. So, I mean, it just adds to the the sequential tragedies mm-hmm. of this guy's mm-hmm. life. Uh, and Like his dad died by getting hit by a train. His mom his, died when he was like four. His house burned down. Yeah. It's uh, just been yeah. one thing after the other mm-hmm. for this guy. It's been yeah. rough. Not good. But when she told him that she was pregnant, he like immediately ran off and was like, it's like I'll build. It's like his thing. He like starts building. He like built he's... all of her bookshelves and mm-hmm. he's like, I have to build a crib. Right. And when he goes up to get his gun from the attic to kill himself, mm-hmm. you see this crib and he has like the shells to the shotgun in the crib. Right. It's very kind of morbid and dark, but he ends up not shooting <clears throat> himself, obviously. And the neighbor, Parv, uh, She's pregnant the whole movie, and she's big old pregnant, right, pregnant totally. tummy, and the baby's born. And by this time, their two daughters are calling Uwe grandpa. Yeah. And it's just super touching That's to nice. see him have this connection. He, yeah, agreed. And when the baby's born, he gives them that crib. Mm-hmm. And there's this really powerful scene where he's holding this newborn, and he puts the newborn in the crib. Yeah. And it was just like... It's a nice. It was a nice closure to that chapter. Exactly yeah. for me, that was the closure in this movie. Was him putting the newborn baby in the crib, the crib that he made for his unborn child, yeah. finally got used, yeah. and it was a really, really lovely way for, in my mind, the sadness of this movie to end. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I'm getting out the ending too. It's that every little bit of resolution he has is a closer, a closer, a closure to a tragedy or something that's befallen him. Finally, finding finding peace, basically, yeah. right? There's that whole arc with his old best friend who had a stroke. You yeah. know, the Volvo versus the Saab thing, which was hilarious. I don't even think I've ever seen a Saab in person. It's a type mm-hmm. of car, um, which is crazy. Like, but it's it, it was a it was a nice MacGuffin for. That's maybe not the right use of that word, but uh, for their friendship. And then he even resolves that in the end. Um, yeah, and he, he just fights all of his demons down before he finally dies instead yeah. of leaving all that unfinished, which I think was really poetic and nice. It was. It was very poetic. Mm-hmm. This whole movie was, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too, man. It was very good. I liked this conversation a lot. Me too. It was a good talk. It was a good movie, and it was really serious, but yeah. it was like good serious. And there was a lot of black comedy here too, which I, like I was saying, I think earlier on, I really enjoy other countries or other cultures' takes on what is funny and what's not. Yeah. Um. So for that reason, I also enjoyed this. Yeah, I've enjoyed this episode. Yeah, if uh, if you guys listen and have been kind of new relatively to the podcast and our Patreon beautifully crafted ads have not sold you, we are going to go now and record some bonus content for Patreon. We do a couple different segments now. One is a 10-minute recap of a movie that we surprise each other with, and then we have to sum it up in 30 seconds and we talk about it. It's a lot of fun. We also spit some sweet knowledge about movies that maybe you didn't know. So if any of that interests you, for just a dollar, you can have access to it. It's fun. We're fun. We can all be fun together. That's all I wanted to say. Patreon.com slash Fresh Cinema is where you can find us. That's a wrap on this episode. My name's Johnny Summers. My name's Max Minardi. And this has been another beautiful soiree into the world of film and beer. I say good day. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.